welcome everyone to today's podcast. Today, we are discussing faith in the workplace. I'm Erica Lee and I'm here with Rochelle. Today, we're going to be talking about um, two cases where you may have not responded well and where you have responded well. And so I'm going to turn it over to Rochelle. Rochelle, so give us one example um, where you wasn't your best in the workplace. Sure, absolutely. Um, well, the example that I have where I didn't necessarily do the best thing, and I'm definitely not proud of myself, I have to kind of set the stage for you guys so you understand what the situation was. Um, but I was a manager in an outpatient endoscopy unit. So endoscopies, for the people that don't know, that's just where you go in and you have a scope, you know, everyone's favorite colonoscopy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And in this situation, there was a particular doctor and a particular uh, endoscopy technician that were pretty close. They were good friends. They rubbed elbows a lot. And there were two guys. And these two particular guys were known to kind of be chauvinists. Um. Not to the point that anything necessarily needed to be said about it, but everyone just kind of knew if you're dealing with them, that this is kind of how they are. And it was a particular day where it had been busy. We're winding down to the end of the day. We only had so many procedure rooms to work out of. And I gave them a directive and I I said it nicely. I was respectful, but I said, hey, guys, when we do this last procedure, Let's only do it in this particular procedure room. And my, I didn't explain to them my reasoning behind it. I didn't really think I needed to since I was the one running the, the center. Um, but it was because we had some particular cleanup things we needed to do in some of the other procedure rooms. So I wanted to make sure the last procedure of the day, we could start working in the other rooms while they were doing the last procedure. So they just kind of looked at me. I know they heard me. I didn't necessarily get an acknowledgement and I went off to go do something else. Well, about 15, 20 minutes later, I come around. The patient is in the wrong room and the patient is sedated. Oh, wow. <laughs> and there goes the rest of my plans for the rest of the day. Also adding probably an extra hour to the rest of my day before I can go home. So I was pretty upset and I did not handle this the way that I should have. I stormed into the room. And I knew the patient was asleep, so I wasn't afraid of what came out of my mouth. And um, I was not nice. (laughs) I berated (laughs) them. I said some words I probably shouldn't say. And I definitely got my point across. But at the same time, when I stormed out of the room after saying all of that, basically word vomit, um, I realized that, number one, nothing was going to change. They probably didn't care. And I definitely, in that moment, did not reflect being a Christian. Um, and, and to this day, I think about, you know, what I could have said differently or how I could have represented myself differently. Um, so yeah, that's my not so good, (laughs) (laughs) uh, lack of faith moment. But, um, so Erica, what do you think, like, how would you have, or how could this have been handled differently in your opinion? Well, you know what, um, from when, from what I'm hearing as you speak, a lot of times, we respond quickly, more quickly than what we should, instead of really assess and see the reasoning for it and see where the miscommunication was, or if there was miscommunication versus just rebellious. Um, 
a lot of time we respond in the flesh, right? Just the natural man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's yeah. what it sounds like happened. Absolutely. You know, so um it, it it's it's kind of challenging to to really say how I would respond because yeah. in the heat of the moment you really don't know. Yeah. But as you grow uh, and mature, especially, you know, uh, in our faith, mm-hmm. that res- the response, um, the, the better response do come uh, more often than just those quick responses off of emotion. Absolutely. And, you know, I know that I've had more time to think about this than you have. So I kind of put you on the spot. But uh, in retrospect, you know, what I've kind of applied to it, just thinking back on it is, you know, I could have just taken a moment to pause and just say, yeah, nothing's going to change in this moment, you know, and I can still get my point across. But I can also even if I went in the room at the time they were doing the procedure and just kind of politely said, hey, guys, I actually had a reason that I preferred for you not to do this procedure in here, you know, and just calmly just say what I had to say. Because honestly, if if someone cares and if they're concerned about your feelings, then it'll make a difference if you. Yes, it will. You know, and then something else I've learned, too, um, in my walk of faith is that when you're yelling and screaming, no one hears what you're saying. No one hears. No (laughs) one hears at all. That's absolutely right. It just becomes noise, you know, uh, all the walls are shut down in that moment. Um, so you you then close the opportunity for for communication. Absolutely. Um, what would be your example of a flawed moment in faith? Oh my goodness, man, have I grown? Let me tell you. And <laughs> you know, it's so good that we're talking about the workplace because the workplace really tends to be a, a place for humility mm-hmm. uh, and growth. This, I always said the workplace was my battleground. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was my training ground as well, too. Um, I remember years ago. Um, when I first started um, at this job I had started working at, um, there was this lady, you know, that I thought was really cool. You know, mm-hmm. I actually met her before, not physically, but we would always talk through another job that I was working at because I would call the company she was with mm-hmm. to coordinate a lot of my patient care. Okay. And so when I, when this position was opened up for me, um, I want you to catch that because this position was opened up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so excited to have the opportunity to work with her. Well, little did I know when I got there, um, her motives were not right. Mm. Um, and from the time that I started the job, it was always that her approach was loving, at least so I thought. Mm-hmm. But behind the scenes, her motives were very toxic. Yeah. That's um. So let me tell you how God how God works and how God covers you, even when you don't really operate well. When you're still in that growing process, and you know you're really trying trying to do better uh, and be Christ like. <laughs> the example I'm gonna give you is not Christ like, but um, <laughs> you know, um, what happened was I never forget. It was like it was yesterday, girl. She pretty much was out sick. Mm -hmm. and my computer broke down and it just so happened they told me to go in her office and I I was assigned to use her computer well she left her computer up Uh um so when I 
oh, when I turn on the computer, it was logged into her email. Okay. And I never like go through emails at all. But what happened was, girl, I just saw my name in all of the headings. Oh. And majority of the headings up now, all I'm kind of exaggerating, but a lot of the subject lines. Oh and I was like, I never got this email. Why is my name in this email? Well, I just opened the email and it was emails of her reporting me and just basically slandering my name. And I was livid. And so I go to my boss and I tell her what happened because it was also another person's name in there. And mm -hmm. the bad thing was we were never told that we were being reported. Wow. So what that meant for, for me and this other person was that it was basically it was one-sided. Yeah. And this was a, yeah. Right. Yeah. This was a risk for my job. Wow. And, and, and the, how I didn't respond, let's just say um, the fate that God would just handle everything was, no, it was, Erica was still growing. Erica did not think it was like, I'm about to handle this. So pretty much I went hood yeah. and she got confronted, <laughs> right? I can imagine. Um, and it's because it was more than one occasion. So I, you know, in, in that moment, that was not the right thing to do because it really didn't solve an issue. Mm -hmm. uh, it was something that was definitely out of my control. I can't, I can't change how someone sees me. And I think I was more hurt than anything is because I felt deceived by her. Right. And the fact that the things that she was accusing us of were lies and they could all track it. It was basically saying we wasn't doing this. We wasn't doing that. But if you would pull up everything, everything was, was complete. Mm -hmm. And so that that instant was not a way that I acted um, on faith. Um, this was something that I acted on my own instinct and not by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. um, but God is so good because yes, he, he put people in position that were truly looking out for me and knew of her character already. Mm hmm. And so thank God I had coverage in that way because that's the same people that um, they, they spoke, they spoke up on my behalf, mm -hmm. you know, so because they knew your character. Was my not so um, mm -hmm. <laughs> great experience <laughs> because I forgot I was in the workplace. Your girl thought she was in the street. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, and to, and to give our audience some perspective too. So Eric and I are both registered nurses. We're, we're still actively registered nurses. Yes. And when you hold a license or you have taken a state board exam that certifies you to do your job, there are certain responsibilities that come along with having that license. And if something comes up that is a mar on your credibility, on your character, you could possibly lose your license depending on what it is. So when things like that for us happen in a hospital or, or work setting for registered nurses, you know, this is your livelihood. If you lose your license, you may not be able to pay your bills or take care of your family or what have you. So it, it doesn't just strike, you know, that I was betrayed. Someone talked about me behind my back, but then also right. that, that they would go as far as me possibly losing my livelihood. And that's, exactly. that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So Rochelle, tell me um, one example where, you know, you act, actually activated faith in, um, in a 
situation in the workplace um, that may have happened? Sure. Um, okay, so I my example that I have is this is a, a different setting now. This is working in a, a surgical center um, as a PACU nurse. And for those that don't know what that is, it's the recovery or post anesthesia care nurse. So this is the where you go um, after you've had surgery and you're waking up from your anesthesia. And our center administrator at the time at this place was just very... She was just one of those people that you just, she has like a magnet, you know, on her and she just draws people to her. She was just very (sighs) gregarious, just, you know, always happy, always friendly, always, you know, everything was just perfect. She was dressed impeccably um, at all times. Her speech was perfect at all times. And, you know, she's just one of those people. She'd be the, the popular girl in high school. And um, (laughs) so with that being said, you know, anything that she wanted to do, everyone was all for it. And, you know, she was very social, social and, you know, just always wanting to make as many friends as possible. And and that just showed that that was, you know, her character. So one day um, she came to work and she explained to us that it was time to celebrate uh, Diwali. And I hope I'm saying that correctly because I'm not very familiar but um, so this was a uh, Indian tradition um, and I-, I was not familiar with it. And what she did is she she came to the job with a bunch of little jewels like that the women could put on their forehead. And so immediately, you know, as women, we want to look more beautiful. We want to dress up. We want to, you know, course, yeah. we want to, you know, something that's sparkly and it's like, oh, I love it. <laughs> and so she brought these little jewels. She decorated our um, break room and, you know, put out all these little different sweets and things that, you know, hey, she's a center administrator. So if she's bringing sweets and says, hey, it's time to party, that means that for everyone, you know, hey, it's going to be a chill day. We're going to party. We're going to have fun. We're going to wear these little jewels. And um, I don't know, I just felt very strange about it. I was like, you know, at my age, I have not heard of this before. Um, I don't know really what we're celebrating. And I am have always been the kind of person like I want to know more, you know, I want to understand, you know, at least the, the, the basics of, of if I'm going to celebrate something, what am I celebrating? So I go and look up um, Diwali. Just Googled it. And um, it said that it was traditionally or traditionally during the festival on the the night of the festival that prayers are offered to Lord Vishnu and Goddess Lakshmi. Um, That in itself gave me pause. And I realized immediately, like, this is not something I want to participate in. You know, I know that my God is a jealous God. I know that he is the only true God. And I don't want to do anything to, number one, worship a false God, but then also to, you know, upset my God by him thinking that, you know, I'm offering something, you know, to to a false God. So, I mean, when I tell you that the majority of the center was Christian, um, the majority of the women, we were all kind of, you know, middle age, kind of should know better. And I mean, they just flocked. They just started handing out the jewels, sticking them on their forehead, taking pictures, posting them on social media. And I was the odd man out. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I've been there. I, I kind of felt bad. Like, of course, you know, I had that moment where I was like, should I participate? It's not that big of a deal. I don't believe in these gods. But then I had to really, you know, question myself, like, what is more important, you know, going along with the crowd or is it more important for me to be true to my God? Because I know he loves me and he cares for me. He takes care of me. He makes sure that I'm safe. Um, And, you know, not only are we just granted the ability by belief to, you know, be in heaven. I mean, I'm so grateful. I don't want to offend my God. So I look around and there's one other coworker that I, you know, well known that she's a Christian uh, because her and I would talk about God all the time. And I just kind of went to her with this dejected look, you know, and I was like, I don't think I'm going to participate. And she said, you know what? I'm not either. And it just, yeah. So it felt good to have some comfort. And I wasn't the only person, you know, with that thought. But at the same time, at the end of the day, I was very proud of myself that I made a hard decision, but I made a decision that I felt that, you know, my God was was uh, happy with me. So that is. So what was the hard part about it? I wanted to put a jewel on. I know you did. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to look cute too, you know. Yeah. I've been given an opportunity to be one of those women with a little sparkly dot on their forehead. I mean. Right. (laughs) I hear you. Oh, my goodness. It was tempting. And Erica, I know you. That would have been tempting for you You know, I don't know. I don't know about the jewel on the forehead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but just the, the idea of, you know, enhancing yeah. your beauty and, you know, just doing mm-hmm. something that you feel like would make you feel good or make you feel more womanly kind of thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, I believe that's something that we deal with um, a lot as believers. Yeah. We're going to always feel at some point in our life like an outsider um, as followers, you know, so... That's true. As should I say, as followers, followers of Christ. Um, But you know what? That's good. I'm proud of you, girl. I'm proud that you uh, (laughs) stood strong in your in your your belief system. Um, But I'm also my heart was also warm that God even allowed someone else to stand with you. Yeah, I think that was some comforting for you to let you know you were not alone. It was in that moment. Yeah, because we definitely question ourselves and like, am I doing the right thing? You know, when we're in a situation we've never been faced with before, you know, you sort of kind of go through that moment where you're like, am I thinking too hard? You know, is this something that maybe it's not necessary for me to fight? Um, But looking back on it, it felt like, you know, I did the right thing. Um, Do you have any examples of like a great faith moment at work? I do. I absolutely do. Uh, It was when I used to work at this home health agency, um, there was this administrator there that uh, was a mentor to me. And realistically, um, I I loved her. I looked up to her. I had worked with her at another place. And she actually pulled me to go and start a case management position at that home health agency. Um, But what happened was um, she wanted me to go do a visit that I wasn't comfortable doing. I hadn't done the skill in a while. And so um, I requested for her to her either her to come with me uh, to refresh that skill or to send someone else that you know uh, can come with me and she didn't want to and so I politely declined to go see the patient mm-hmm. you know because again in home health situation um, it's just you it's it's you and anything that happens you're liable you know and so yeah. uh, long story short girl she was upset and this was another case where um, I was put in a position 
to really have to stand up against someone that was in a position of power yeah. and uh, watch my name be put on the wire. I had someone looking out for me and they were able to pull out all of her accusations uh, and saw that they were lies. <laughs> wow. Wow. And so um, I end up uh, turning in my resignation. Okay. Um, and I, I left that company and I was proud of myself because I didn't go off on her. Yeah. yeah. It's like you had that self-control. Yeah, I had self-control. The Holy Spirit truly let uh, guided my word. So everything that I spoke, it was very calm and it was out of truth versus anger or hurt um, or disbelief. Um, it was just truth. And yeah. at the end of the day, I was able to walk out with peace mm-hmm. uh, and not only that, I end up running into her months later and she apologized to me. Mm, wow. Um, so that is a, a way that I truly activated my fate, knowing that no matter how bad that situation, no matter how hard the blow was, mm-hmm. I knew that God was faithful. Yeah. And even though she was in a position of power, he was, he was all powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And so I really just laid it at his feet and calmly handled the situation. But he also gave me peace to release myself from that, from that uh, place of, um, of work. Mm-hmm. Go about my business, girl. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that, that says so many things that, that shows how God provides. Yes. That shows how vengeance is the Lord's. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so self-control and you know the bible says that it is a sin for us to do what we know we ought not do that's right that's right so so yeah so i'm proud of you at the moment that's 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 wonderful oh wow what what this is so good so yes um, i enjoyed it what are we going to be chatting about next week okay well next week we plan to discuss uh parenting and how, yeah, and, and so this is going to be about how standing in faith um, can be shown in our, in our parenting. And okay. I know you and I will definitely have some good examples of that. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, we thank you for joining in today on our podcast. We hope that you enjoyed today's topic. And uh, we also hope that you join us weekly as we explore together the faith experience.